The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So, certainly, here in California and elsewhere, the, our sympathies go out, our love goes out to the people who are displaced and from the fires and lost their homes and struggling with the smoke and challenges of the heat. This is such a big part of our world that learning how to be with our emotions is such an important skill because as we get wiser with our emotions, we, it allows us to um, offer, be present and offer more of our care for the world rather than our distress. So this is the second talk on mindfulness of emotions. And um, one of the things I tried to say yesterday is that the English word emotion, uh, it doesn't really have a clear definition. And no one really knows exactly what it is, or it's a vague kind of category term. And many people assume they know exactly what emotions are, and they take it for granted that this is a huge part of human life. But there's a number of things that we take for granted, we assume are just built into the nature of the universe, that are really a, partly a product of our conventions, our culture, our ideas, our concepts that we use to organize our life. And there's nothing wrong with that, but sometimes we are limited by the concepts, the ideas, the stories we have. And, um, and it turns out that maybe it's useful to think of emotions, that emotions are not what you think they are. And just that little phrase, emotions are not what you think they are, might help you to kind of uh, open up to be more with a direct experience rather than being a little bit removed with the thoughts, ideas, opinions, stories about the emotions that we have. Now, one of the ways uh, the, the Buddha has for breaking up, well, he didn't do it this way, but the, uh, the alternative in the Buddha's teachings for how to be with something that we call emotions is to look at our experience through these four different perspectives. To look at it through the perspective of our body. How is it being experienced physically? through what he calls feeling, which this means the subjective experience that leads to senses of pleasant and unpleasantness, liking, not liking. To look at it from the point of view of the mental state that's present. And then uh, some of the activities of the mind in reactions and response to the emotions that are there or whatever's there. So today the topic is uh, to look at, uh, use the body and to really feel the experience in the body. So when the Buddha started teaching about mindfulness of the body, he first taught mindfulness of breathing. And I see, I kind of see breathing, if our life is a mandala or concentric circles, that breathing, can, for a meditator, breathing is at the center. And then as we expand outwards from that and hold more of our experience, we hold the next concentric circle, which is our embodied physical experience. And the next concentric circle is the mind states. And then it's the activities of the mind that lead to suffering or lead to freedom. 
And so the, with that kind of image, the idea is that we stay at the center with the breathing and just breathe with the things. And, um, and as I said in that meditation, that uh, if we can breathe with the emotions, that can be a great support to not get pulled too far into the world of thinking about emotions. And that's why the statement, uh, emotions are not what we think, is meant to kind of a little bit uh, dislodge this kind of strong pull that we sometimes have into the world of, of uh, thinking, stories, uh, that we have a relationship to all this and, and meaning. And, uh, but rather, to learn to use breathing as a way to f- be a little bit free of our thinking, not focused on our thinking, but rather focus on breathing, it keeps us fluid and relaxed. And then to begin feeling a wider field of experience, the wider bodily experience in, that happens in the middle of that breathing. The Buddha called it the experience of the whole body. And, and, um, and as we start feeling the whole body, there's a reference point for our emotions which is uh, phenomenally useful. And that is to feel the physicality in the present moment of the emotions we're having. Uh, Our involvement with emotions, especially if it involves stories and ideas and events of our life, might be not really focused on the present moment, but who said what, what I said, what happened, what the person did, what I want. And it's a whole world of stories that keeps the emotions stirred up. Um, and um, in fact, the French word from which I- English word emotion comes comes from, uh, I think it's pronounced "émouvoir." Um, apparently, means to stir up and uh, to you know, set it in motion. And um, and so we st- keep stirring it up with our thoughts and ideas. The physical manifestation of an emotion the ways in which our stomach gets maybe tight or butterflies in the stomach if we're afraid, the ways our shoulders get up if we're angry, or the ways that we, um, the eyes go wider if we're afraid, or there's all, you know, all over the, the body there are muscles which have direct lines to what we would call our emotional lives. And, uh, and those muscles are being tugged and pulled and energized and activated in different ways. And um, and there are some people who've said that we probably wouldn't be able to recognize the emotion we're having unless we had the physical evidence for something happening in our body related to it. Some sensations that can that are an expression or a manifestation of that emotion. And so, what we do in meditation and mindfulness is we center, we we bring our attention to the physical component of the emotion. It's a way of respecting emotion and feeling it, allow it and then we allow it to be there. Uh, and um, so what we're doing, we're stepping away from the thoughts about the emotion, the stories, and we're offering a profound kind of respect to the emotion, allowing it to be there, but we're allowing it to be there as a present moment phenomena, as it's manifesting in the present moment, and we can start uh, to feel it in your body. And the Buddha talked about feeling the ex- uh, experiences of the body uh, through the sensations of the body, all the different sensations that come into play. 
uh, as we, so in relationship to emotions, all the emotions that come into play. So there's a few advantages to bringing attention to the physicality, the physical experience of emotions. One is that um, the emotions are not a story, so it's a way of connecting to the emotions without continuing to fuel it and stir it up. Uh, the body uh, is very honest, and sometimes you can feel more clearly and more honestly what's happening than we can if we're looking at it through our uh, filter of our thoughts, ideas, meanings, associations, biases, and all kinds of things. And so just, the, but one of the most important parts of experiencing it in our body is that the body has a lot of intelligence, in a sense. The body is not a thing. It's not like a hunk of meat. Um, the, the body that the Buddha talks about is the, a dynamic and active uh, field of sensations and nerves and activities and movements that are going on. And it's a process. Just like emotions are processes that move and unfold unless they, be, they get stuck or they get into a loop going around and around. Uh, so is the body is a process. And as we make room for how the emotions feel in the body, feeling it in the body, the, it's kind of like the body is giving room for the process of the emotion to unfold. It's like the psychophysical body, the somatic body, uh, if, if really left alone, if really allowed to, left alone in awareness, it often knows what to do, what needs to relax, what needs to unfold, what needs to, what direction the emotion goes. That doesn't mean that necessarily difficult emotions get better right away. Sometimes difficult emotions need to get stronger. That's the movement they have until some kind of resolution comes. Grief might need to come be, come be stronger for a while. It needs its time. Fear might need to be stronger for a while. It needs its time. Anger might need its time. Uh, but we get out of the way in the sense of our thoughts, our ideas, our projections or to it, and we just feel it in the body. That's not always easy, and if there's really intense emotions or very, very difficult, kind of painful emotions that have a long history or difficult associations with events in our lives, then uh, doing this might not be the right thing to do. And, um, and there's other ways of working with the mindfulness of the body in relationship to things which are you know, too difficult to touch directly. But if it's not too difficult um, to um, uh, um, bring your attention to the how emotions are feeling in the body. And for difficult emotions, I think of them for myself, is I'm composting them in the body. I just keep coming back and feel them in my body, feel them, and it might just be for a few moments because I'm stirred up by something, but then when I remember, I come back and compost it in the body, feel it in the body, and allow the body to handle it. It's kind of trust the body to handle it. If it's uh, some of the more beautiful emotions we have, um, it isn't so much that they get composted, but by feeling them physically in the body, it's like you give more room for them to grow and to unfold. They also want to move. And so they also can kind of be ex become more expansive, joy and happiness, 
when we start feeling them in the body, um, the deeper kinds of joy and happiness actually get limited by thinking about things. Uh, and the deeper joys and happiness uh, become more expansive and grow in a certain way as we keep relaxing into the body and feeling them and feeling them. And in um, and to end this, I want to say that one of the great sup- ways that the body can support uh, emotions, both the difficult ones and the ones that are quite wonderful to experience, is that the idea is that uh, we're trying to help our emotional life to feel safe with us and letting the body be that place of safety. Let the body hold it, open to the body, and allow the fear to feel safe within you. Allow the anger to feel safe. Allow the joy to feel safe. Allow the love to feel safe within you. And and hold it and be with it. So that can mean breathing with it through the body, feeling in the body and breathing with it, or accompanying it with breath, or simply really in a loving, caring, soft attention, just feeling where the emotions is is present in the body and make room for it. Give it permission to be there and see what happens in that quiet mind that's not preoccupied by thoughts. Whenever you start thinking about things and about the emotions, take that all those thoughts and compost it back into your body. So this idea of coming back to your body, back to your body, um, is one of the great skills in meditation practice. And it's a skill that takes a while to learn and learn how to be safe, feel safe about and learn how to be wise about. But uh, this is one of the component parts of what the Buddha had to teach, one of the four big areas of, uh, of where we bring attention, is attention to where things are in the body. And the more we're in our body, the more it's a foundation for the next three so-called foundations, the next three other ways in which we can bring attention to the emotions, which I'll continue with tomorrow. So, thank you so much for being part of this, and um, and uh, I hope that in this process you become uh, f- friends with your emotions, that... Uh, that then your emotions feel uh, that you're a support and a friend of them. Thank you.